Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Like I said, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So it's come to this. It has come to this. It's come to something really cool. It's come to something cool, but I I want everyone to just take a breath before this episode starts. Yeah. We're going to slow things down a little bit, I feel like, today. I'm I'm Charlie. I'm Eric. This is a movie podcast, and we saw a very... Different I think a, a real today. special film. Yeah, really. Uh, recently, I've I saw it uh, first without you, second with you. So I've seen it I a did. couple of times. I saw it the one time recently last week, playing in the theaters. Pig, Pig. and this is really uh, this is the first time we've done a no. I, we, I say the first Nicolas Cage. We've done Wild at Heart. It's kind of a big one. Sure, sure, sure. But uh, first modern. This cage. is the modern Cage. Even though Mandy was both like our oh. number one for. 2018, Man, 2019, whatever it came out. And this is by the same people that did Mandy. Same production team. Oh, okay. Cool. That Neon Oh, studios, yeah, you know? yeah. That makes sense. They did was... Parasite, Mandy, some big of these modern independent Very mo- cool. movies. Nothing like Mandy. Oh, no. But this is part of this modern Cage thing where... Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage. <laughs> um. He's a meme now, which sucks in a lot of ways. He's become an ironic actor for a lot of people, right? which makes the approach some people have to him really annoying. People know him as an internet guy without actually having seen a movie. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It's like a fake meme character, almost like he's, you know, Tommy Wasu in the room. And I think he really embraced that role for a while because he needed money and needed yeah. to work on this guy projects. has like he's one of those crazy eccentric like dinosaur egg collectors oh yeah well he's got like just, 18 islands yeah dude. around the world uh god bless him he is uh he's a he's a madman yeah he's a brilliant total lunatic brilliant right? actor i think he's a total just like artiste kind of mentality yeah. like he just lives and breathes this work well it's damn, of all the guys to the become the it. meme i get it but there's so many other big actors that avoid it somehow. Like, why isn't Al Pacino the guy that got, like made fun of for being a total Dorcas? Well, for you know, I, years. I think Al Pacino had his meme moment in the '90s. It was True. just pre-internet. Pre-internet. Uh, Man, Cage's problem was that he became a meme at the height of height like of social media the internet yeah. existing. And uh, I do think he's pulling out of it though. I think he's he's had a great legitimately well, since Mandy since, for the last three years. I feel like yeah, he's been Mandy, pulling in Joe, some really good color stuff. out of space, or at least really good run. He's uh, been able to embrace it in a way where he's not the butt of the joke anymore, but he's an excellent performer in some really bizarre so films. I really don't like ironic fandom of anything. Right, we're not here for that. I don't like stuff even really like guilty pleasures. I think it's okay to just like a thing. Right. You don't have to justify a movie. That <laughs> like, you if you like. like a soap opera or something, don't say, oh, my guilty pleasure. It's like, just be into your thing. Sure. Like, it's okay to like stuff. So, ironic Nicolas Cage fans kind of ruined a lot of 
I, I just don't. It's not fun for me. You were a big Nicolas Cage fan. You were a guy. You like saw Ghost Rider opening weekend. You know. <laughs> well, yeah. Like you're a pretty like early. I see every Cage. We both have some big Cage. We grew up in the era. I, mean, of I celebrate Cage box the man's office. entire catalog. It's true. I mean, we we how do grew you not, up though? like you. You know, you I not? saw Con Air three times. You've seen The Rock like probably love fifty the Rock. times. I love The Rock. I love Con Air. How do you not love those movies? They're yeah, amazing. Yeah, we films. came out right at the perfect time for all of us to be right in the middle of it. You know, uh, yeah, I came about in the nineties when he's doing fun stuff like Raising Arizona. He's sure. doing you know. Eventually, I, I see stuff like Wild at Heart. You, this is a guy that takes risks. Yeah, but this you look at all the that, stuff that gets that he does that's now getting teased by people that don't even watch his movies but an actor at the same time like george clooney mm-hmm. go back and watch any 90s through early 2000s george clooney and he just bobbles his head <laughs> through every scene sure in the most silly fashion with his caesar haircut and his bobbly naughty head it is the weirdest dumbest most distracting thing and he somehow skated through it cleanly i think that's because Clooney plays it just with the bobble. Cage is a guy that really goes to extremes he does. in his films. Yeah, man. He's a screaming demon, man. <laughs> That's what he is. It is. He goes get- he goes full tilt like any chance he gets. And for a while there, it was almost like the Sam Kinison thing of like, we just want to see a guy screaming. Yeah, we yeah, think yeah. that's fun. The screaming's the fun and part, And yeah. it ends up just like being kind of a freak show. Well, again, but they I, become I, these ironic yeah. fans, and it's like, man, become fans. Just mm-hmm. like it. You like it. You like it for a different reason than maybe the intention, but you like it. Don't pretend to rap. And it's that same kind of fan that goes in wanting to not give a movie of his a chance. Yeah. When I saw Mandy... I didn't know it would play around here. Mm-hmm. So I drove down to Oakland when it got announced there. And it was not a crowded screening by any means. But people still kind of wanted to laugh at Nick Cage. Even, you know, he's having... His wife is brutally murdered mm-hmm. uh, in horrific, scary fashion by a drugged-out, crazy gang. This movie is scary and dark in this weird slightly alternate reality right and it's emotional and it's intense it is yeah same pacific northwest vibes as uh the one oh, yeah. pig we're going to talk about sure and cage has these breakdowns in the movie that are understandable because he is going through some very quick surprise stress and you know there's people like wanting to like oh it's gonna happen mm-hmm. he's, he's gonna go crazy he's gonna do it and it's just like man let's weed this out and this feels like such a demonstrative, like, here's me being quiet. Here's me refusing to act the way you want me to react. It's an intense movie. One of his greatest performances, but Pig is in theaters now. We got to see it, and I loved it. Yeah, this is going to be... This is the thing that's like, man, anybody that's still trying to do an ironic cage thing, no. That's Pig's why, legitimate. That's why I think that has passed for a that's lot done. for a lot of people because yeah. he's been in a lot of uh, Mandy, celebrated Color Out movies. of Space, and now Pig. Boom, boom, boom. Like, right. nope. This is full on. And when he's doing these kind of, uh, this yeah, thing. when he's doing these sillier movies, there's some movie recently that 
was like him in amusement park, you know, animatronics oh, right. fighting. Or mom and dad. But those are like fun like and good movies, whereas movies back in the day, like the remake of Wicker Man, are not good movies. <laughs> right. So he was picking stinkers and then overacting he, in them. But now it's like getting now, kick-ass. Exactly. And stuff like that. You know, real right. uh, memorable, hit, cool stuff. That's what I think. Really circled back around, and now he's like getting... Once it, it was bad lieutenant and then kick-ass. Mm-hmm. It's suddenly like, okay, we're feeling this. And then Joe came out. Right. And then he's got a steady every one to two years run of something really respectable. But Mandy, Color Out of Space, and now Pig is like, all right, this guy is full on. Pig is award worthy. But Pig is completely different performance than what you're going to see in Mandy or Color Out of Space. Or yes, the this is a very different kind of movie than what you think it might be, and it, this will be a spoiler filled episode. This is so just so going to be know. filled. I want to say we're going to have this out while it's still in theaters because if you get a chance to see it in theaters, if it's still playing near you. I would take it. I think it's one of those very uh, emotionally impactful uh, movies and performances that can really benefit from the theater, mm-hmm. really being engulfed by this movie. It's very atmospheric. Very atmospheric. It's got beautiful cinematography. It's got great soundtrack ambiance. Uh, and it's just got these really meditative, quiet performances that yeah. just suck you right in, man. It's they really very, do. Or uh, they did to me anyways. There's certain directors and certain movies that have the power to be very uh, reflective. Like, you can put in what you want to in this movie, and you can think about its themes as deeply as you want to think about them. And there's another way a director, a lot of foreign directors, I think like Michael uh, Hanik, the way he will get you to think you want a reaction you want a violent result and the way he'll unsatisfyingly not deliver on a clue or the violence that you want to happen or the revenge you wish to happen is one of those kind of annoying mirror holdups where you're like oh this says more about you the viewer mm-hmm. than me the filmmaker and sometimes you're not in the mood for it but it's interesting when a movie makes you reflect on your own feelings about what happens and I have to imagine, coming from a studio that gave us Mandy, which is one of the most scary, violent movies of recent memory. Mm-hmm. The violence in that does not fuck around. <laughs> it's Mandy a is very violent intense, man. Revenge film. It is bloody and it is good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mandy is a future big episode. What a picture. Definitely. But from the people that did Mandy... With Nick Cage, with pretty much the only thing people know is isolated man's pig gets kidnapped, man gets his pig back. Immediately, everybody goes John Wick. Mm-hmm. Everybody has John Wick brain now. I know. That's, Everything such, that's is, such a cliche now. It's yeah. like a guy loses something and then gets revenge for mm-hmm. it. And that's always been a cliche. That's Death Wish. That's That's been around since the dawn of films. But, of course. Man, yes. With the John Wicks... John Wicks, and, and uh, we're getting—I mean, even the one my favorite like this year, man. Nobody. Revenge. It's the same sure. kind of thing. The same. There's all, but John Wick brain is definitely seeping in, and so people are starting to expect John Wick in movies that don't intend to be that. Like Little Things is a movie that I love that kind of went under the radar due to the timing of the pandemic, and mm-hmm. but it's also a '90s kind of cop crime drama, not a John Wick slick revenge movie 
and pig is not john wick at all <laughs> guys it's not it is like please do not think it's john wick it's going like terrence it. malick making a <laughs> like a john wick a truffle hunter pig movie you did, well what i did not expect the big thing i did not expect pig to be was a foodie movie oh yeah this is a film this is the, about this food. is one of those movies like what's that tampopo sure that sensual movie about ramen yeah 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 which is such a beautiful and relatable movie i mean all of us in that room watching tampopo were like salivating absolutely the way this movie romantically described the perfect bowl of ramen it's Some, very sexy, a good food movie. Yeah, there's something very soothing in this film about watching people cook. Uh, that happens a few times. We find out that Nick Cage, as this isolated truffle hunter, is a former, like... The highest, highest renowned uh, chef big, big, in Portland society. Yeah, big chef, uh, very influential. Everybody knows this guy. He's a legend, and he you know disappeared. He's also as legendary for going off the grid for yeah. 15 years now. Right. He's like been fully off the, grid. off the grid into the mountains. And it's funny because we never exactly find out what happened to f- put him out there. But we know there was a woman and she's not there anymore. Yeah. And he's got a cassette of her. And <laughs> Right, right. But, but the film is, it's it's one of those where it unfolds. You really don't, no one ever tells you the story. You're just watching it unfold. Yeah. You're just watching him in the beginning of this film, uh, just hunting truffles. You're, he's with a pig. There's very little dialogue. He cooks uh, a, a lot tart. of nature sounds, a lot of real like uh, yeah, lived yeah. in campground sound, and uh, a lot of ambiance, uh-huh. like you said. Yeah, very atmospheric. very uh, atmospheric, and the whole movie is really easy to soak into. You get yeah, it sets a real tone in the in the just beginning. like Mandy. I noticed whereas Mandy had this crazy psychedelic death metal approach, right? This King Man, Crimson opening with all, but it still had these chapter breaks. Mm-hmm. That took yeah. you through this weird, like, through the looking glass journey. That's also kind of another thing in movies lately. It's like Act One. Well, Pig and it's had like written the, out the, the script on the. If title I have card. to choose between a, the director of a movie introducing himself and being like, <laughs> "Hey, isn't it great to be in a movie?" <laughs> right. If I have to choose that or a a guy thematically breaking up his movie into three visual acts, yeah, yeah, I gotta say the effect is so strong and the foodie aspect is so. Kind of an unexplained sensual approach. Oh yeah, I wasn't expecting because food memories are so. Um, I think they're really big with all of us. I have so sure. many great food memories. They're just just like you and I have really great movie memories of being in a certain theater at a certain time for a certain movie. Mm-hmm. I have restaurant memories, place I've been to a bunch or just one time. You know, do you have a favorite meal you ever think about? No matter how normal the meal is. When I, when we were on vacation, my dad like at used a to restaurant? go to yeah just, anywhere because I mean my with mom a family was a, with my mom was a good cook, so a lot of my yeah. memories are like like uh, just last, like a Thanksgiving meal or last like a Christmas, barbecue, uh, you know? Yeah, last Christmas it was like my dad asked my parents are you know divorced. Yeah, dad asked my mom to uh, cook him the mac and cheese like for a Christmas mm. gift. Like that's where it's at. Right, we're your asking, homemade mac and cheese. Yeah. Like we haven't had that in five years. Yeah. That we got kind of we got a taste of that in nobody. Remember Bob Odenkirk being like, "Hey, how about I get my make my famous lasagna?" Sure, sure. And the family's That's like, totally it's a warm kind of family. Like it's that bond around food. Everybody has that. Yeah, we used to love going to the Hunter Steakhouse. So I oh, the Hungry of, Hunter. A lot of fond memories of Santa Rosa staple prime rib. Big there. early '90s yeah, Santa yeah. Rosa staple, the Hungry um, Hunter. 
And then uh, recently closed Adele's downtown. Yeah, right. Uh, man, I w- even up until they our buddy shut Jared down. got to film a, a bit of his cool short film there. So cool, great night cafe vibe. That, yeah, that was one of our only like, you know, cafes, old night diner like kind of place, classic diner. And then yeah. that was always the place we would go like after church on Sunday. Sure, so I would get you know. I get it. Stuff See, there. we have these. So there's that. Yeah, man. My dad would go to conferences. When he was, uh, and would take the family if it was in a cool spot to get in a family vacation. So if it was Orlando, we'd go. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it was Wichita, Kansas, he would take that trip alone. And uh, but we went uh, back east, you know, went back east, and it was Washington D.C. He had mm-hmm. a big conference there, and so obviously a week trip. Ooh, we can make it historic. He gets to see the monuments, all of that, right? We pick this Chinese place one night. I was probably 13 years old called Mr. K's. And it's the kind of place that's got like hot towels in between <laughs> a dish, right? Okay. And a sorbet between one of the courses to cleanse the palate. Oh, fancy. I'd never seen anything like this before. It was like out of a Disney movie, mm-hmm. right? I was 12. I'll never forget this place. It's the weirdest, cool. most interesting, most unexpected food experience, right? And we get this great sensual food experience we connect so easily as that our chapters are given these great food names yeah every, they kind of frame yeah. the color of the scene that's going to come exactly yeah the titles of the chapters are always like it's like some sort of rustic tart. mushroom tart with um, a wild scallion kind of right. thing really arty but then it it kind of gives you this earthy balance of the what you expect out of this scene this is mm-hmm. our earthier scene and then it gets more of our rich scene and it's a very right, right. cool way to set this tone in an unexpected. It's exploiting a sense that doesn't get exploited as much. Well, memory is, yeah, very much at the heart of all of this movie. Yeah, um, it's it's a really tragic, sad, not a revenge movie. No, no. It is a heavy... It's, this a, movie, it's about a guy f- wanting his pig back because he loves the pig, but it's, it's yeah, it's not about him after people. It's He just wants, he just wants the one pig, thing man. he... There's this great line about we only get so many... There's so many cool lines. There's so many great... It's a, it's a movie that but, really can take a philosophical yeah. wisdom from. But there's a line where he says, we only get so many things to care about. Yeah. And uh, stuff like that really That's really like the tagline of the movie. movie right there. Yeah. We don't get a lot of things to really care about. So it's just about him wanting the thing that he cares about back and... If you go in wanting John Wick, man, sorry, I left feeling more like I did when I left a ghost story. Yeah. It's that feeling of loss and that feeling of choosing what to hang on to, choosing what to care about. Well, also, it's it's like he's already like the movie opens. He's already lost. He's he's he's, he's, he's been in the woods off the grid for 15 years. He's already come to find experienced out. that loss. Right. And he that, you know, the woman who he lost the life in in Portland that he left, yeah, you know, all of that. That he he eventually goes back to Portland and is this kind of mythical figure walking around, yeah. And everyone, well, you keep everyone thinking is it's like, going to have this Death Wish vibe, a yeah. Portland Death Wish, where the guy's coming back to his neighborhood and he's coming to reclaim his old. They territory. do kind of give him the like Snake Plissken, like I thought you were dead, kind of uh, totally. Welcome. But and uh, it keeps yeah. teasing you with that, and I love how it keeps saying like, uh, uh, uh. That's not that kind of movie until we want to do an underground underground fight club. But anyway, like that's the one scene that does not fit to me. It doesn't in the quite movie. fit the tone overall. Because you're about to under you know, you're about to feel like you're embarking on this underground uh 
under the surface, under yeah. the belly of the beast, because Portland obviously has all those tunnels under there. Yeah. We're introduced to this underground. Waiters get to beat up homeless guys <laughs> for money. What? Fight club. That's the one very, uh, and, uh, what do you want to be that here? That didn't really work pig. for me. But, yeah. but the rest get, of it you is You get into this, much... and he's living this isolated mountain lifestyle. And here's the crazy thing. Again, spoilers throughout all of this. And really, you should not. I think everybody I know who's seen it, you, Sean, uh, anybody I've seen it with went in knowing pig gets stolen, Cage wants his pig back. That's it. Yeah. And not knowing the tone, not That's knowing enough. anything. Right. But even hearing that, we have all that brain now. I think all of us were expecting John Wick. Absolutely. Cage kicking ass and riding a motorcycle into town to to kill 30 people. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Nothing Because he's a big dude. He's a big movie. dude. He's hulking. He's got that he's great mountain man gravelly. presence. Yeah. Long great hair. hunting out truffles. But we also do get this tender side as we see this kind of sensitive meal prep of him making this beautiful mushroom tart where you could tell that he's handling it with skill and precision. Yeah. The movie is really good about showing you insights into mm-hmm. who this person is and what their uh, deficiencies are and what their skills are. But everything happens so fast for a movie that's so slow. We don't get the pig for more than five minutes of this movie. A beautiful pig actor, by the way. What a charming guy. According to the website, uh, not a trained not pig. Not a trained pig. <laughs> Just a pig they Just got. Just a guy. They're like, they're like bit Nick Cage like they a bunch saw of this, times. They saw this pig at an outdoor bistro and said, kid, you got the goods. <laughs> this pig can be in movies. Get him in front of the camera. This is a cute pig. Sweet relationships. So John Wick movies, which I love. Sure. All start because, you know, the guy's dog. Gets right. murdered. In the Valley of Violence. In the Valley of Violence. Dog. This movie, in just five minutes, I got such a connection between this mountain man and his truffle pig. Mm-hmm. This was such a sweet relationship. This could have been its own movie. This could have sure. been a Disney movie from the 70s, like Gentle Ben. Mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage hunting truffles and uh, just wanting to be left alone, but maybe has a daughter that misses him. This right. could have easily been a family movie. And it turns into something that's not exploitative, but so grim and so, you know, deeper. Human insight. But there's a sweet movie in there, and there's a dark movie in there. And Nicolas Cage really, this is him really showing, like, this. I can still do this. He's amazing in Look this movie. Look at this. He's, he hardly says anything for, like, the first 15, 20 yeah. minutes of the movie. Really doesn't say much throughout the entirety of the movie. Yeah, but. The, the way we learn more about him, the way we learn he has one contact from the city who buys these truffles in exchange for, you know, goods that he can't fi- forage, like flour and batteries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he never he, he doesn't seem to take money, but just the supplies he, he needs to He just wants enough to live out of everyone's hair. Yeah, yeah. He can forage for enough to sustain himself. We see his cute little herb garden. <laughs> in his cabin window, you know, he has books, he has a radio. It's but it's a deep off the grid existence. But then his his uh buyer, Amir, yeah. is like the yellow Corvette, flashy eighties <laughs> like Miami Vice looking. We jacket. get the sense of a very hot downtown Portland truffle scene. Man, very quick. If you guys don't know, truffles are like super expensive mushrooms that restaurants that charge you like nine hundred dollars. Right. Will, will put on their food. So it's a cutthroat cash business, this man. truffle stuff. So you That's were a, why the pig gets poached. You were a Portland resident, man. 
Did you hear I of did. any of this downtown off the radar truffle scene? I did participate in a few underground bump fights. I did mm. have that going for me. Sure, 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 sure. Because like I said, yeah, we got Shanghai a couple times. Uh, had to fight some homeless guys to get out of there. Yeah, but well, they knew you did not work in a restaurant in Portland, but they, your Santa not. Rosa restaurant past followed you. And so you end up in a couple of you do. Mater D versus Busboy bum fights. Yeah, like Philo from Any Which Way You Can. They knew me when I got there. Oh, oh, the ranked <laughs> waiter uh, fight yeah. circuit? Wow, yeah. you're known up known, the Pacific Known across Coast. the land. Interesting. No, but yeah, Portland's... Uh, yeah, I love... Portland in this movie. Portland films great. It looks so great. I love the Pacific Northwest on film. From this, Goonies to to anything in like it's just a great area. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if they if I read that this movie's just natural light. Like the oh yeah, it's dark when it's dark. It is just feels so like they just shot the darkness whatever was gives, going on. gives it that very you know it's it's got an arty vibe to it it is not a hip oh, yeah. snappy music cool soundtrack revenge film this is an insightful uh this guy wants to be away from society as we learn yeah. diff- a little bit more about this is way more art house this is way more of a thing you could see harry dean stanton doing in the 80s it, it uh, there's something about that Pacific Northwest filmmaking. Yeah, uh, I don't know if this particular guy is a, a Pacific Northwest guy. I read that this movie could have been filmed. Well, the whole movie, a lot of these actors on it. that are in one scene here and there in the movie are all Pacific They're Northwest local. based people. But this gives me the feeling of the one director I thought of watching this movie was Kelly Reichart. Reichart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wendy and Lucy. Uh huh. Old Glory. Very much. Uh, just very meditative in the moment. Um, low this movie cast, is so in low the cast moment. numbers. Very, uh, you get a lot of played out, real acting mm-hmm. between the people. When Nicolas Cage finally starts to speak, he gets these very beautiful monologues that really lets you in on what kind of fascinating, almost religion he's adopted out there, all in his own. But also the craziness <laughs> yeah. that it's not. You he, keep learning more of what this guy had, what he lost. And what he became. Yeah, yeah. And you slowly get these little layers peeled back. Now, I got the sense that he has a photographic memory. Yeah. Do you get that? This is this crazy thing that I've read about recently, and I'll tell you why. Do you know the actress Mary Lou Henner? Yes, I know, I know she has a photographic memory. She has memory. This, that kind of memory yeah. where she can remember every day of her life. In detail. Like details from that day. Some not as much as others, but a lot of days from a random 40 years ago, she'll remember every food she ate. Right. She'll remember what she wore. Just like... That seems like hell, right? It's insane. <laughs> but it doesn't sound like it's haunting them. It sounds like just a thing they can recall with ease. I guess. But if and you're the more a guy this... who lost his love of his life, yeah, and you have and to remember all the good times... Every day. But this movie, as it unfolds, and you realize how... It really had the same kind of vibe, a ghost story and upstream color. Hmm. That kind of connection you can have with either nature or with an animal that goes beyond language. You know, we both have pets. Yeah, yeah. Man, my relationship with my cat, Tacos, is it's one of a kind. I'd go I've to never known a little guy like this, you know? Yeah, absolutely. We have our own special rhythm. We have our own ways of communicating. We get each other in so many weird ways. Mm-hmm. It's unlike any human relationship. And this and, pig and is... it feels the, rare. Yeah. It feels like this is a one-time <laughs> I am going to be devastated 
when tacos eventually goes i don't even know how old this old tomcat is now <laughs> this this 19 year old Haas has just lived life i don't know how old this guy is he could yeah, be right? 18 for all i know but we hardly get any pig in this movie gorgeous pig <laughs> and i get it nick cage yes. feels so warm with this animal we had a neighbor up the hill from us growing up that we would house sit for, water her plants on vacation, neighborhood jobs. She had a huge pet pig. 250-pound, 300-pound black pig. Whoa, that sounds like a big... This it pig would, was not that big. No, this was a, it was not a trouble pig. It was just a big fat dude yeah, lounging yeah. around eating snacks. <laughs> she had a long wood front hallway, and he had a rug on there. He would just mm-hmm. lay, take up the whole front hallway. It's like you're walking past a hippo. When you'd go into her house, she had several bushes out and back, had a couple of koi ponds. He would lie under bushes. She had a gigantic pig, no dog, no cat. Yeah. Just a 300 pound pig. I know. The more and, I learn about pigs, the more I'm like, right? Shouldn't, shouldn't be they're eating so these guys. They're so smart like. and they're so relatable and uh, yeah. so interesting. And this wasn't even a trained pig. You got the sense of just this communication between the two of them. And right away, one of the most harrowing scenes this pig getting kidnapped in the middle of the night and squealing and screaming mm-hmm. so human-like and intense. And that really just throws us into our whole movie, which just keeps taking every turn you do not expect it to take. Very cool yeah. directions, very cool choices, very cool meditative, reflective thoughts on what things really matter. It it's, went deeper than you ever would have thought. It's actually a movie where characters actually develop. Yeah. Like where you learn Nick about Cage their starts pain. at A, ends in a different place. Amir, uh, played by Alex Wolf. Hereditary, uh This is a this, <laughs> old this Ooh, as much as yeah, yeah. <laughs> old. He's having a summer. Great. As much as Nick Cage should get a nomination for lead actor for yeah. awards, Alex Wolf, this is an amazing performance of this entitled immature kind of brat yeah who then actually learns to care for someone else mm-hmm. and him and nick cage uh bonding together on this journey to find this pig is like just a, an amazing relationship there's so many um it really hit p- me ways it could hit when you get these two you know uh oddball couple uh, oh, bonding it's, it's oil and water. Yeah, they're, they're, right. They're, they could not be more polar. This guy opposite. hates the city. He's turning off his book right. on tape about classical music. They're having the yeah, this the, is going to go buddy duel. comedy so quick. And I just love the trip. This mountain man's trip back into the city just to get his pig. He's such a detail oriented. Like already noted the make and model of the pickup truck in his one brief mm-hmm. shot after getting piped to the head. Those pig screams still ringing in my ears. That's what I mean. He's going to remember that forever. He brings out this old, like, corn oil-fed pickup truck that seems assembled from, like, nine different pickup trucks mm-hmm. and chugs about one mile before having to walk the next 20 into town. This guy is on the fringes of society. And we just, the way it unfolds as we learn about his clout, his history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. his and legendary the pa- status. And the paths the movie doesn't take. And the weird ones it does take. I, I really got a lot out of this experience. Yeah. A movie that made me think a lot more than uh, other movies. 
<laughs> from this same pattern. It's and and yeah, again, like uh, it's a movie that chooses to show compassion instead mm-hmm. of violence. It's a uh, the the ending of the movie very surprising to me. The way he yeah. tries to uh, you know get some flies with honey rather than this vinegar. man almost has. This is such a dumb comparison, but this ability to reflect on one's emotions the way <laughs> powder it's crying right now folks <laughs> it's powder like this human powder. connection powder yeah <laughs> powder all right um that Let's go that there. kind of human connection with with uh, an animal that kind of connection with a, a self that we don't think about that much hmm. this movie really makes you reflect on yourself and the things that matter the more you see cage interact he almost has this superhero alien power over people this power to conjure emotion that catches everybody off guard Mm -hmm. the way if i could somehow say something to you that taps into such a specific memory of yours that conjures up such a sweet moment in your life that you can't help but get caught off guard nick cage is working this kind of almost starman charisma on people Absolutely, yeah. It's not a revenge thing. It's about tapping into what is important to you. Again, we don't get a lot of things to really care about. And it keeps building to these scenes where you expect this bloody shotgun revenge. This hobo with a shotgun getting his pig back. Or even just raised voices. Right. Like, it doesn't even get there. There's a scene where he's in a very fancy restaurant tracking the pig down. Yeah. That's all he wants, and he meets the Chef Fenway. What a scene. And that's what you mean, like, that's what you're talking about. If you're showing a scene for his, you know, one of his reels, this scene with the Chef at Fenway's, Breaking that dude down emotionally. This is a guy, talk about a weird trip. The people that wind up settling in in Portland, man. (laughs) This guy was a staple of some of these 80s movies we love. He's like the the lab tech in Total Recall. When Arnold starts to flip out during his vacation, that guy with the glasses, you know, who gets piped. Oh, yeah. And he's in tons of those movies right around that time, and I don't know anything he's in for 20 years. That's cool. And this guy comes back with a knockout five-minute scene interacting with Nick Cage where we really start to delve into Nick Cage's, like, almost like this zen, you know, the Tao of Nicolas Cage. Mm Mm-hmm. This Buddhist almost uh, res- being respectful of the thing that you love, no matter what they are. Exactly. Yeah. This chef is a very uh, on, you know, it's on the, airs it's the, thing. It's this very then, like frou-frou, bougie, no portion. Oh, we take our, all of our ingredients come from the localized 20-mile area and it's all infused with local pine cone smoke and really right. like. She stuff and Nicolas Cage is just not having any of it. He just goes goes right through the guy and just breaks him down emotionally. And it's a, again, it's, a, it's he remembers him from like twenty years ago when the guy worked for him. The guy for was like a sous chef weeks. for two months and at one of his restaurants. And it's very much like that, like what did you want to do with your life kind of conversation. And the guy is just like the guy's floored. The guy's thinking out. about you know we get into ruts. We're in ruts right now. We don't know them. Or you, certain you things, start though. serving other masters, yeah, instead of yourself. And and the whole that whole conversation is just about you used to love this. What, yeah, know, man. Do you love putting out this deconstructed scallop? Like, is this really what you want to <laughs> do with your what life? You, is this the food you wanted to make? Like, and the way the guy is the instinctively <laughs> defending it, 
we all have to defend it because it's yeah. what we're doing. And the way the guy's saying, like, this is cutting edge. This is, I mean, this is an expensive place. The critics love it. Everybody loves this. And it's like he has to tell himself this. Mm-hmm. And this actor is handled. It could be very good, cheesy. Good scene. But it is so scary. The guy's face is bending into, like, Pennywise, practically. Exactly. As yeah, Nicolas yeah. Cage is finding every fold and every scent memory in this guy's head. I have these weird... Scent memories are such an unexpected joy. Hmm. There's this recent Oreo flavor. You know, <laughs> Oreo has all these different, like, uh, flavors. There was one that was, like, a lemon Oreo, right? With a graham cookie. And I tasted it, and it was like... Do you remember those box of cookies you used to be able to get at McDonald's? Like Mm. an Animal Crackers, but it had like the Fry Guys and Grimace. Same kind of totable cardboard box of cookies. Very vaguely, It was like 80s. It probably stopped sometime in the early 90s. -hmm. But it used to be you can get McDonald's cookies. And man, I I had this Oreo cookie. It shot me back to 1991 Hmm. getting a box of cookies at McDonald's. I hadn't thought about those cookies in 25 years immediately back there food has that powerful sense effect it's like when you smell like a lot of uh sawdust or something and you think of like a summer camp memory totally man i get that cut grass man every time i a specific charcoal burger smell on a grill Mm -hmm. reminds me of a sunday my dad grilling up burgers man so many food scent memories and this movie is so gorgeous in the way it just gets these simple pleasures out of some uh just had a sourdough food, some food truck poutine yeah or a salted baguette yeah exactly at a at a bakery you know he goes around this portland that used to be his we mm. we find out more and more about his influence and how much his name means still we get into a weird honestly the underground portion of this is the only thing that feels kind of out of place that's what i mean yeah that that's... going into the downtown fight club where where short waiters pay to beat up uh, rustic busboys. I yeah, don't know, yeah. man. What are you? That's a that's a weird side. Uh, it's a strange thing. It's a movie you chose not to be, except Cage, for here. Yeah, Cage decides uh, the one way to get the information he needs. I guess is to is to well, let some guy beat him up so that he can convince the the best the, I could gather I, from I, I, what limited lore. The movie lets you in slowly. Yeah, yeah. The movie doesn't tell you. You don't find out a lot. You find out yeah. from reactions. And from whispers, you know. And the way this movie lets you in on that, the best I can do is if he disappeared around 04, and now it's modern times, 2021, after the loss, maybe the loss didn't happen right away in 04. And and he got into some kind of weird, fucked up, getting beat up for money circuit just to uh, numb something. And it seems extreme, but that's the best I can... I think there's that something he was like that. famous on that circuit because he was the idea of like, what if there is a chef underground fight club and fucking Gordon Ramsay comes there to get his ass kicked? Right. You know, I don't know. It's dumb, but I don't know the world of truffles. And you get you get Adam Arkin as this like the rare foods king of Portland. Like so already it's almost, inventing this world like where I'm like, look, Portland, I love you. You lived there, Charlie. I visited you. I love it. I don't think I don't know if there's a rare foods. I love the food scene in Portland. Oh, I'm sure one of the best in, in the world. I'm sure there's importers like that and and people like that who. But I love this look at turning this 
I love Portland as a food place. So I love a movie where it's like, what if the food place was fucking cutthroat? Exactly. It's like, damn, Portland's crazy. Um, but then it's like, then you know the hair and makeup guy's got to be like, we got to apply this blood all over his face every day for the rest of this well, shoot. That's what's great. Nicolas like, Cage purposely goes so far out of his downtown element. He's like this unfrozen caveman lawyer. Totally. Where he's practically like uh, Jason stalking the streets of Manhattan. He's this big old imposing bum looking guy from the woods who, who has not had venturing a into in a town decade. who doesn't shower who washes his face occasionally in a stream yeah you know who lives with a pig that he now misses dearly and just this great it's a great city on film as yeah, yeah. as you said Pacific Northwest just looks great on film and the more it, weirder it gets the more you start learning about your own urges in the movie and your own wants. You start thinking about what you want to see him do and how far you want to see him go. And there's those same kind of moments in Nobody, like when Bob Odenkirk is confronting the people that robbed him initially. Yeah, yeah. And he is just like, I'm punching down right now. The way Nicolas Cage knows just what to use his name for. Mm-hmm. It's a weird, unfolding, unwanted celebrity. A life that you wanted to be quieter, but because of your special gift that you keep showing. And it's almost like he's a carnival act. They got tired of it all. And to do that around the powers of the food senses, it's really special. Especially to craft it as a surprise and fake revenge movie. Right. It's like capturing me with one of my favorite genres. And then treating me to another favorite genre, the food love movie. <laughs> I really like that they went for that that direction, that compassionate direction. The yeah, the fact that yeah, he is basically Adam Arkin who plays Adam Arkin's like a food gangster. Yeah, he's the dad of Amir, who great is Adam Nick, Arkin, Nick Cage's uh, role. partner. Yeah. So then it turns out Amir tells his dad, "Oh yeah, I know this guy who's got a truffle pig." Dad conspires to kidnap pig. That's yeah, a, that's how, it's that, a huge spoiler. business apparently that Arkin was willing to offer Nicolas Cage twenty five grand after the fact, but then to forget about. Yeah, but then if he doesn't take the twenty five grand, he threatens him essentially. There's with so the many. Violence. Every so scene of this movie is, is brimming with violence. Like it for could a movie go there. that only has one violent, well, the Fight Club and yeah. the pig robbery. Yeah, yeah. But never the violence you think is about to happen. The the robbery is such a surprise and such a trauma. That was the one scene watching it again a second time with you. I was just like, I have to listen to this pig scream again. Mm-hmm. This poor pig. I was already connecting so much with that guy. <laughs> and the rest of the movie is so nonviolent and so zen, so passive. And it really embraces that romance aspect that some people can have for cooking. Mm-hmm. For me... Cooking scares me. I'm never else in my life around burning, boiling water, hot stoves, the sharpest knives. It is me having to be perfect. Every time I turn around, I can burn myself. No, no, no. Yeah. I don't want it. It scares me. But watching the people who love it as a passion, I love it. We all understand passion. We're passionate people. We have hobbies no matter how stupid. <laughs> And the way this movie unwraps the beauty of hobbies, the beauty of our loves, in that scene in Finway's where he's breaking down that chef and he's remembering this man. Have you ever been remembered? 
it's special. Hmm. There's a power to being remembered. Uh, I dealt with college radio at KSUN for 10 years with college students. Mm-hmm. And I've been at concerts in San Francisco where some kid tw- 10 years younger than me comes up to me and knows exactly who I am. But I was talking to 60 people. And it's this weird feeling of like, somebody remembered you. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to... That matters. It's nice to know that, yeah, you matter to someone else or you know, enough to say hi kind of thing. We get these people in our life that you always remember, even if you end up at the end thinking, wow, I spent maybe a good 18 months with this person. But they have this weird spot in your brain. And this movie is about Nicolas Cage both appreciating everything he's gotten while being able to hone in on every human spot, their thing that's at the core of what made them behave the way they behaved. Mm. And he's able to do this with his meals and his understanding of these senses. It's so deep in a way that like mountain man gets his pig back. Right. Was not on the table when he's breaking down this chef and he's saying, why did you start getting into this business? What'd you want to cook? He knows the answers to the questions he's asking. Mm-hmm. He's testing this man. This man's being tested in the very damn center of his bougie restaurant, Finway's. Finway's. And the way he gets him to undo what foods he wants to cook, his British pub dream. Right, right. It's a beautiful, scary scene. When we think about what we want to do, I write about pro wrestling. I've done it for a decade plus. I get nothing, (laughs) no Mm -hmm. revenue out of it. I love it. I don't get told what to write. I don't work for anybody. I make no money. It's a passion project, and I enjoy it immensely. And you get people with these kind of passions. People are passionate about knitting, and this man is passionate about cooking. And the way we relate to cooking is just special on so many levels for me. And he's still trying to get this fucking pig, though. And he breaks these people down to a point to open them up, to get them to give him, like, information. He's like Magneto, man. Right, right. It's insane. It's this superhero movie that's this sensual food movie, and it's fucking good. I love it. Yeah. The way it makes me think about myself, about not getting things to care about, and the way we find out that the heartbreak that happens when, again, I hope you guys that haven't seen this have checked out by now. Big <laughs> spoiler alert. I know. The sad. The ha- saddest thing, this pig died early on into this guy's journey. He was never getting that pig back. That pig was never coming back. The kidnappers handled it too roughly. Those screams were real. The pig didn't make it. It's such a gut punch that everything you're worked for mm-hmm. is just done. He went through so much and so many weird avenues, right? And to find out it's over and there's nothing you can do about it. You just, it's done. It's no different than just a loss you getting have into experience. a car accident and losing your spouse. Yeah. Nothing you could have done different, man. It's over. There's a beautiful, it's so hard. Uh, yeah, beautiful meditation after that, right at the end about if I hadn't gone looking for her in my mind, she could still be alive. The yeah. pig. And, uh, Amir says, yeah, but she wouldn't be. And and it's uh, just stuff like that that kind of just stops you in your tracks. A few times in this movie, I felt myself <laughs> just really like 
stopped in my tracks when he's when he chooses to cook dinner for the guy that's threatened him yeah. rather than because he knows fight he, aggression he with has aggression. this emotional stronghold just, over people because he yeah. that beautiful scene of him this is probably the nick cage oscar awards highlight clip him saying to this guy who outright threatened him who the guy who stole his loved ones mm-hmm. Can you imagine right tacos being stolen from me me hitting the head with a pipe because somebody likes this fat dude who lives in my house and eats my food. Right. And when you go to get him back, the guy's like, fuck off. Yeah. Or I'll Here's, kill you. You used to matter, and that's the only reason you're talking to me now. But forget about it. Mm-hmm. Get lost. Oh, my God. And for you to like know that you have this mental power of him to tap in to this beautiful memory of his wife at the happiest they'd ever been at the peak of their relationship, and you can evoke that. I'm thinking about it now. I can remember dozens, meals with my family, meals you know, in Boston, that you know, just weird family meals and weird mm-hmm. locations that we never were again. So many different memories that are so important to you, and this taps into, I'm a really, I think about people that I've come across in my life, people I've been in relationships with, friendships with, and you think about them in specific places, you know, having a fun interaction with a friend at the fucking mall at a pretzel stand, man. For five years, I would like think about my friend Zaya at the pretzel stand. Hmm. You know, we're dumb that way that we associate people with these fond, cute 15 minute surprise moments. And this movie taps into that on such a deep level of that sense of we don't get enough of this charming pig. Yeah. But we get such a sense of why Nicolas Cage loves him. He flat out says, you know, he doesn't need the pig to hunt for truffles. We get a weird hint early on that Nicolas Cage can just find the truffles and the pig's kind of along for the ride as his buddy. As his companion, yeah. And when Amir is just like, why have we been going through all of this shit? It's just a simple... I love her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We all have these things that we care about that other people that aren't us couldn't explain. And we don't get enough of the pig on the screen, but it's really this meditation on how we do get to choose how long we get to spend with some of these things we love in life. Mm-hmm. You could have a great relationship with somebody that you know for six months. That's it. And that can be really important and really meaningful and really shape who you are. I know it's happened to me tons of times. Right, And this movie is about that, that kind of loss that doesn't have to be loss, but it's also healthy to, to lose things. Well, it's like, uh, unfortunately, the... Coping with the loss yeah. is important. The, the, truth of the, matter, of loss. the truth of the matter is you're going to lose everything. Yeah, man. Or you're going to die. Like, Everything's got a clock. Those are the two ways things end. Yeah. So this movie is, is, there's a lot of that sense of like, appreciate what you have now. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Like I remember like after we saw this movie, I went home and like made a quick little dinner. I like cooking. I am not very <laughs> You're not, not afraid I'm, of it. I'm not crazy good at it or anything. Yeah. But I like being in the kitchen preparing dinner and I I was just, you know, kind of tossing a salad and just really being in the moment. Yeah. Doing that and just being appreciative of like all that I've got right mm-hmm. now today because yeah, probably when I'm Nick Cage's age in this movie, I I'm not going to have there's it's not going to be the same. Already I don't know. Getting, you know it's like, we don't get to choose what we get to keep and what we get to lose. Right. Any of us can go at any time. We can be talking about somebody as a past 
real quick. And this movie really goes at that in a seemingly indirect way, but direct too. When he's breaking down that chef in Finway's and getting to him confront what he loves about his passion. None of us want to be doing something joylessly that we used to love. Mm-hmm. If suddenly watching baseball was a chore for me, that's not something I want to do. But when Nicolas Cage is saying, it's not real. None of this is real. You have to know that. The people aren't real. The critics aren't real. Like, if I have been writing about a dumb thing, like professional wrestling, (laughs) for 12 years of my life at least, and I actually was doing it for like, oh man, (laughs) I hope this critic finds me. No, man. I love just watching whatever kind of wrestling that thrills me yeah, intellectually or on a dumb caveman level and then putting those thoughts into words. And I love it. And man, nothing outside of it's real. What a fake thing to write about. It's not real. You do what you love. No matter how small and insignificant that is to anybody, you do it and you love it. I can never love a movie enough that has that kind of message. Delivered so uh, poetically. When you're expecting a really uh, meaty fist mm-hmm. <laughs> approach to a message. Him yep. telling a gangster to break him down and remember him and his wife at their best. How he's remembered every meal he ever made. Every person he ever served. That kind of, not just love for something, but that kind of memory and heart like wow i really loved that uh almost otherworldly approach yeah this man who lived too close to the sun that he had to remove himself almost a watchman sense of removing himself from earth's problems he felt too much it's great it's uh it deserves the acclaim it's been getting and it doesn't deserve the criticisms for the things that it's not it doesn't have to yeah. be those things yeah, it's uh it's an achievement. I it's a, It's really it's really special. It's a movie that knocks you sideways if you open yourself up to it. Yeah. If it, you are the guy who's saying this is a dull uh, <laughs> this isn't John Wick at all. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to get I've hit seen by a lot that the most of what I've seen online cuz I I sought it out after seeing it a second time. People who think it's boring. It affected it's me so um it was heavy the second time yeah. I saw it. Very meditative, very contemplative, and very powerful about things that really matter. The things I really... When you think about the things you love, we've done like 110, 120 episodes of this podcast. It has an ending. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what it's going to take to end it. By nature, it's going to end, though. And we never know. And it's just such a thing to think about. And it really puts into perspective the things that are our simplest joys that we just get blessed with. And man, then we end on this weird haunting version where he finally plays that cassette tape. Yes. After he gets his bad news. And I swear, man, it had to be a Bruce Springsteen cover. Did that Bruce Springsteen <laughs> cover of fire. This is supposed to be 2004. If so, this woman was the first woman 
to realize that you could do a slow, breathy cover <laughs> on the cover acoustic of, guitar yeah. of Bruce Springsteen's smash two-minute song, Fire. I love... At the end, I'm, I'm a big music guy, and at the end of every year when I look at my favorite albums of that year, it's always like some woman... You know, I love Bat for Lashes or Twigs. Mm. Uh, Haim's album was my favorite last year. It's really my soft spot. I have been to like seven different concerts where every one of my favorite female musicians has been like, yeah, this is a cover of one of my favorite artists. And I was like, it's going to be Fire by Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> I know it. I knew it in, when I yep. saw Marissa Nadler. I knew it when I saw Phoebe Bridgers. I knew when I saw Bat. It's like, I'm just going to hear that one Bruce Springsteen song. And it's just like, give me Bat for Lashes doing something off a tunnel of love. Give me, can I get some Nebraska? Nah. On here? No. No, no, no. Just like, it's got to be. I would, I would love if Haim was like, hey, this is, uh, this is my, this is a Bruce Springsteen cover. And I was like, here we go. And she's like, I got a 69 Chevy <laughs> with a 39. It's like, oh shit, they're doing, they're doing darkness. You're not that lucky. We're on darkness. No, it's always this off key lilting, like, Hey, little girl. <laughs> like, oh, man, we're doing fire. But you know what? That's Portland right I'm a right sap, there. <laughs> man. I'm a sap, baby. Yeah, we've seen Portland acoustic cover bands uh, a bunch. And, man, I'm a sap. The the lighting on that final scene in Nick Cage, face rinsed off in the river, back in his herb garden shack, seeing all his old, uh, you know, cutlery and uh, yeah, yeah. his former past. It's a great the yeah, way he, he's he, lit through the light of his say, window, man. There's a great yeah. He sits on the bed, listens, takes off his boots, and uh, there's a great just he looks up and there's light on his face at the end and yeah. And uh, during the end credits, I swear I could hear like a pig. Oh like, yeah, because the song plays and then it's just kind of like nature sounds, and I swear you could hear that pig again, and it's like, he'll is he's it's either this. saying the pig's always gonna be with him, yeah. You know, emotionally, mentally, or, you know, maybe he gets another pig. We don't choose which memories we get to save. We're One memory we have is going to be our last memory. We don't get to choose it, you know? But for now, I have some pretty good ones from so many disparate points of my life, right? And this movie is just about savoring those things that, again, we don't get a lot of things to really care about. And look, man, I love a Neeson movie. Like the next man. Absolutely. I, I love, love anybody trying to do Bronson. Mandy. I love shit when it goes my, over the top violent. My favorite Absolutely. movie of 2018 was Mandy. I love it. Yeah. Big but, fan of on-screen violence. But, yeah, but also when a movie eschews all of that and says, we're going to show you cooking a, cooking a is, roast is chicken. is something different, man. Yeah. Pig is, is special. It means something. And it really, uh, I think it's, if you let it in. You should let it in. <laughs> See yeah. it in theaters. It's it's getting it's the kind of movie that again we've talked about this phenomenon. The best stuff we're seeing feels like stuff that we might not have gotten a bigger theater run if we if the circumstances were normal. Right, right. These kind of movies are getting the chance to shine and get well, a bigger crowd. Like for a couple weeks. In yeah, the theater. Pig's yeah. been out. Yeah, I mean I've had enough time to see it uh, across a couple different weeks, and uh, it's powerful. It's moving. It's uh, let it be what it is. Right, right, Don't right. penalize it for what it isn't. And uh, really appreciate this. Nicholas Cage, man. 
The guy can act. The guy, he's the good. guy is not. He's good. He is good. Yeah, I mean, I like he him. deserves the Oscar. He deserves these. Uh, I don't care how silly a guy can get. I love silly. He deserves respect. I love Timothy Carey. Yeah, and Nicolas Cage, I don't think has ever been as silly as N- Timothy Carey. No, Nicolas Cage deserves he. When a guy can really put a mic down, this is it. This is a guy. This is one of those Jim Carrey performances. This is an Adam Sandler mm-hmm. going like, "You guys might not accept me again, but fuck you guys. Everybody knows you're in the wrong." He's a guy that can work with the best directors and who seeks out really interesting creative projects, and then he can take this project with a, a from what I can tell, first time feature for Michael Cernowski. Yeah, and uh, maybe he's just got good instincts. You know, he's same with Panos Cosmatos in Mandy. Yeah, like, man. I think this guy just has good artistic instincts. Those, and we gravitate he, to he those. He makes stuff. a lot of bad movies because they pay money. Oh, but man. We gravitate is, to these actors this is who real good can stuff. do B-movies but have the taste to, you know, look at a guy like Lance Henriksen. Mm-hmm. It's no mistake that that guy's not only done a ton of B-movies but a ton of our favorite B-movies. You can pick and choose within a certain genre, and that that's what makes you a legend or like a meme. Right, right. And it sucks that so many actors who have had, you know, actors can shit up a movie. The best can do the worst. It's okay. You know, we can't all, it's not a 100% thing, right? Right. And uh, for some reason, Nicolas Cage's have just came out at that certain time. It was the bees, man. The bees, it, it man. Was the, bees. the bees tanked it. It became, it's, it was it's, that. It's, it's uh, that one guy who. It's got, the scream. It's Holy the, shit. You, it's yes. De- What's that guy's name? De- Howard Dean. Howard Dean scream, just going, man. Yeah! Ended, the, ended the presidential run. Yeah, the bees, Amazing. man. You see what came later and how nobody's career can be tanked anymore. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, dude, you had to you had to have the bees right in 2003, huh? Right right when it meant something. Right when everybody had the most internet they've ever had. Then you come out with the bees? Yep. Bad timing on the bees, Thir- but It was like you hear Otherwise, about- good artistic instincts. No, man. <laughs> you hear about our favorite B-movie actors who had sometimes a revival, sometimes died doing like Cameron Mitchell, uh, weird <laughs> B movie shit. Robert Forster, man, doing body corruption. Sure, four. sure, sure. You know, you it happened. Money. He did Delta Force, and it turned into I couldn't get a good guy character for thirteen years. Right. William Smith does Rich Man Poor Man. Well, now I'm the heavy for the next fifteen years of my career. Yeah, Nick Cage had a little Nick of that Cage going on. Did the bees, and suddenly the two thousands were like, you guys are not going to believe. He's just crazy. What's guy. coming next, yeah. man? But then in the middle of that, it's always like a huge blockbuster. At any second, Nicolas Cage could be in a $50 million budget movie. He's got that weird hook. He's operating in a level where not many actors go. I mean, he honestly. He's his own thing at this point. He's his own cottage industry. The Wicker Man remake is bad, but I don't know if I could not, like, I would not recommend i would not not recommend a nick cage movie there's right? no nick cage movie where i'm like oh that's no good see that's the like, thing it's always something it's what i don't all, get about snake the, eyes is interesting the jo- oh snake eyes you know Shit. we I will mean, do a snake eyes episode he's got just nicholas cage plus de palma for all of its uh de palma he does possibly worse with... de palma movie it's still <laughs> like you know what that just shows how much i love de palma movies i mean but yeah he's worked with everyone from scorsese herzog to, Herzog. He's worked with Herzog, and man. then he's taken on David Lynch. stuff with these new guys, 
and it's just so great he to had, see. The, my favorite actors, your favorite actors. We love character guys. It's weird to think of an Oscar guy as a character actor. Right. But he's doing the same kind of late career thing that Ron Perlman does, that William, oh, yeah. William Forsyth does. Yeah, they'll end up in a biker movie or a weird thug comic book movie. But occasionally they'll get to play like a weird meditative serial killer. Or, uh, you know, a claustrophobic trapped in an ice bunker kind of movie. Is, is, they give mean... these first directors a lot of chances to yeah. work with a real pro. He's getting to that Rory Calhoun kind of oh, stage baby. of life, right? Give me that Chuck Connors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Give it to me, man. I love, I love a it. good a good actor doing B-movie stuff. I can't wait for that like, really Rutger old Howard, old horror stuff. Yeah. Klaus Kinski in like Crawl Space. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, give me that Nick Cage. Let's do this. He is coming out of his meme status. I think so. I think he's emerging quite successfully from that. And it's about time. Yeah. I'm finally, like I said, you were such a Nick Cage fan, and it became impossible to be a Nick Cage fan Without peeing like, oh, yeah, right, the bees. And it's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. And you're just thinking of fucking Valley Girl, you just, know? Or just, <laughs> just thinking of bringing out the dead, like yeah, one of right. my all-time favorite movies. Yeah, man, me driving like, down to the defunct Petaluma Bargain Cinemas uh, to see Bringing Out the Dead and like, American yeah. Beauty in a double feature and thinking, wow, this is like I'm seeing Scorsese in the theater. <laughs> and that's the Nick Cage I'm thinking of. And everybody else is just thinking of the fucking bees. And he's finally back. These people have never seen Leaving Las Vegas. Right, right. You know? These people even missed Con Air. They missed Con they missed The Rock. But now like I said, I think the bee people, that's that's almost its own generation now. Like yeah, now that, exactly. We've moved on to a new people that we're, found the other stuff. We're, we're in a new era. I, I like this old man cage with that that shot at the end where the lights on his face and the beard. I was just like, beautiful. This guy is gonna be a really fucking cool old man actor. Yeah, man. I love when we get to see an actor just like transition. Yeah, you get to see this, you know, young, handsome Nick Nolte, tall, strapping, you know, straight posture, and he's really found a cool like. Old Tom Waits character actor, but just vibe, yeah. you know. But it, it reminds me of like Connery, like you know how cool old man Connery is right. in The Rock or something like that. Forty years of William Smith that we talked about. Yeah, buff young guy, cool overly buff old guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. hell yeah, forty years of it. We just need Nicolas Cage is just a huge character actor who also can be an Oscar winner. We he just can do yeah. adaptation. We need him in like the next like Kill Bill Volume Three. With like Uma Thurman's kid versus Nick Cage, old man. I don't know if he needs Something. the revival. You think he? He, he yeah, seems revived. He, may, he, he maybe doesn't need the Tarantino. He to doesn't do that quite for him. have the. I don't think as good as he is in Pig. I don't think it's going to have the same mainstream revival that like McConaughey got. Gotcha. With yeah, his yeah. crossover. Yeah. McConaughey crossed over with more moms. Like my mom ain't seeing Pig. <laughs> You no, know, my right. mom probably saw Dallas Buyers Club. A lot of moms saw Dallas so, Buyers Club. So Nicolas Cage doesn't quite have that role yet. So that's still out there. Okay. But now at this point, it's clearly out there. It's a matter of when, mm-hmm. not if. Mm-hmm. He's cemented himself as... If you watch this movie, man, if you want independent cinema, it doesn't get more independent film than the nine different production company <laughs> logos that yeah, yeah, start yeah. off... Pig. 
That's when you know you got a real indie film on your hand when it's three minutes of production company logos. Everybody's which own then animated in the opening credits. Oh yeah, this movie was financed by a lot of love <laughs> and a lot of different people's money and a lot of small checks all adding a up. A lot to of small checks <laughs> ending in something really special yeah. that we got to see in a beautiful movie theater, and this movie hit me hard. This is one that I wanted to just kind of be quiet after seeing pig yeah you want to sit with yourself and really evaluate and be thankful for the things that you got and you want to eat a good meal you want to eat that the way you can appreciate the simplest meal i was in new jersey new (laughs) jersey jersey city too man during during like auto row and there's this diner there called white manna the kind of place where the bar is right on the flat grill and they had these sliders with the onions thrown right on the grill, caramelizing them. These shitty little square burgers like White Castle. Sure. It's like the best burger I've had that year. You know, these food, the, just the simplest joys, something we can all experience for the cheapest price. I love it. And to put that on the love of loss of a living thing, whew. It connects with me, man. A lot going on in this movie. It hits me hard. Yeah. And uh, this really, this movie meant something to me. And uh, it was really special. Came to this. It did come to this. If you have the chance to see it still, it's getting a nice little, like, it's doing good in all the major markets. So the movie, it's like lasting in theaters longer than I think they expected. I think this will get some award buzz. Cage? I feel, I feel like there's some chance of this even, you know, coming yeah, yeah, back yeah. later this year. Cage is having this. Not he's he might be getting there to the point where he might not be McConaughey, but his movies are getting to the point of this performed past what we expected. Mm-hmm. He's got a name. He's still it's a draw. Legit. It's and legit. It's, and it's nice to see when yeah. one of your favorite guys from your youth changes something and becomes an old man draw. <laughs> it's cool to see. It's great to follow your favorites. There we go. It's like sports. It's special. Are we going to get Pig 2 in the city? Pig 2 Cruise Control? Maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no. uh, I can't w- wait to see what this filmmaker I can't, does Yeah, next. this guy uh, has me hooked, maybe. I can't wait to see where Nick Cage goes from here. Yeah, I'm... But this like, is one of those movies where Nick Cage just can shut people's mouths and say, I can do this. Yeah, yeah. I can still do this, guys. I, don't, I know you don't want me showing up at your parties because I might do something weird, but this is what I can still do. And I love it. It's one of my favorite things about watching movies. So if you can see us in the theater, I don't think it's even on streaming. I think it's theater only for now. Yeah, yeah. And see it in theaters while you can, but be on the lookout. It's it's Cage, man. It's Cage, It baby. might be the best you've ever seen him, and hopefully it makes people see more. Came to this. There you go. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. Good night. <laughs>